better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Kyle, happy hump day to you. Thank you. You as well. And uh, today is a baby blue kind of day, apparently, because we're doing the Panthers and the Titans. Baby blue, huh? What, w- what would you call that? Carolina blue? Um, yeah, I probably would. But I'm not from the Carolinas, so I'm not either. I'm from Buffalo. I get it, but you've lived no, in I am. Carolina. I'm, you know my policy. If I'm in if I'm in Charlotte and somebody asks me where I'm from, I say Buffalo. If I'm outside of the Carolinas and somebody asks me where I'm from, I say Charlotte. That's how it goes. So yeah, Carolina, Tennessee today here on this podcast. And we're going to do the Panthers first. Yeah. Because I think Tennessee has more compelling conversation because let's be honest, Carolina's a rebuilding squad here. Yeah. And uh, it's not looking great. Just looking at the schedule. Yeah, you got to think a team like Carolina, the lowest amount of returning snaps in the NFL to their football team. A brand new head coach in Matt Rule that's has one year of NFL experience. Joe Brady, who's never been an offensive coordinator, and Phil Snow, who's never been a defensive coordinator in the NFL. So <laughs> there's a lot. There's Growing a lot of pains. parts here. This is not the year to be to have a uh, you know this type of off season. They needed every rapid minute together they can get, and you know it's all been limited. So this a team with low expectations. It's just it's tough to envision a whole lot of success this year. But the the, the long term forecast. You think about Matt Rule and the programs that he built right at Baylor and Temple, and you know some of the innovative young ideas that this team's going to have. Uh, it's going to be exciting, but not in 2020. They're going to be fine long-term, but not in the here and now. Yeah. This could get ugly. All right, let's see how ugly it gets. Okay, well, um, we, we've picked four games for Carolina already, and Joe, they're not off to a good start. No. Seems to be a common denominator uh, for some of these teams when we, when we lead in here. Uh, but unlike some of these other teams that we teased as not being off to a good start, I don't necessarily see this one getting a whole lot better. So – Week one, Carolina is hosting the Vegas Raiders. John Gruden's coming to my city, man. John Gruden is coming to your city, and he's bringing with him uh, a totally revamped skill position group that I don't know how Carolina is going to dream of stopping. <laughs> they, got, uh, they got Eli Apple now. Okay. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, so week one loss. We've already picked week two against Tampa yeah. Bay. Also a loss. Now, week three, the Panthers have to travel across the country, go play in Los Angeles, and visit the Chargers. This game was being played in Charlotte. I would maybe say a Panthers dub, but I don't think so. I think Tyrod Taylor will probably still be starting as well. So It's like, how are you going to stop this ferocious front seven and Derwin James for the Chargers? <laughs> Five-man protection, brother. I guess, but then you're going to be playing inside a box. Right. It's not good. Now, they're home week four, 
and they're playing against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I, I think I think the concerns about stopping a spread offense at Arizona is going to feature with Carolina's cornerback situation is not something I would pr- feel particularly good about. That's going to be a common denominator for a lot of these games, man, is the secondary is such a problem. And it's like even the horses that they brought in, I love Brian Burns, right? But you think about some of their featured players that they brought in. They lost Mario Addison in free agency to Buffalo Bills. Their top pick was Derek Brown, who has some pass rush potential. But, you know, as a rookie coming in into your defensive lineman, typically find life challenging early on, as you know all too well with Ed Oliver. And I saw last year with Christian Wilkins and Quinn and Williams, like these guys were slow to build into having an impact later in the season. It's a week four game. I think Arizona wins. Yep, same. Okay, now take all that and apply it to now it's a road game against Atlanta. Yeah, Julio Jones. With the weapons weapons that Atlanta has in the passing game, right? Yeah, and I – I would think – I think Carolina might be able to steal one from Atlanta this year, but I don't think the the road game. Oh, trust me. I've already earmarked this week eight Thursday night football game against Atlanta. Okay. All right. But until then – But until the, then. The losses continue to pile up. And we've already Ooh. picked – we've already picked week six. It's a so loss all, to Chicago. So now they're 0-6. 0-6. Oh. They get New Orleans in New Orleans with the Saints coming off the bye. Forget about it. Loss. <laughs> yes, correct. Now, short week at home against the, the Falcons. The Falcons, by the way, are playing at home against the Detroit Lions the week before this game. They're going to come in feeling good about a dub. They're gonna Carolina win? Yeah. Carolina win? Matt Rule's first win. Throw some Gatorade on the man. Week eight. At home, short week. And then their reward is 10 days off, and then they get to play the Chiefs and the Bucks back-to-back weeks. No problem. Loss, loss. Congrats. Yep, you're back on the L train. Uh, So, one and nine through 10 games for Carolina. Yep. Tough going in the Queen City. I think they might get a win here, Jill, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're beating Detroit. Detroit in Carolina. Yeah, let's go. Okay. That's a dub, so now they're 2-9. and nine. Uh, Still haven't had their bye week yet, by the way, because that comes week 13. <laughs> yep. Um, is that going to be a, a playoff bye for Christian McCaffrey in fantasy football? Oh, that'd be so bad. No, I don't think – I think they'll do I – mean, for some leagues it might be. So just have that on your radar. You may not have Christian McCaffrey for the first round of your playoffs if you have, like, expansive playoffs. Uh, Carolina, week 12, visiting Minnesota ahead of the bye. I think it's a loss. Vikings dub. I agree. Carolina coming out of their bye, they get the Denver Broncos in Carolina. I'd like for Carolina – I like Carolina's chances better against Denver earlier in the year. But I think by week 14, uh, Drew Locke should have some – Rhythm established with those young weapons and their defense is really freaking good with Jarrell Casey in there, you know? I agree. (laughs) Denver dub. 
Denver dub, but Carolina lost, so they're two and two and twelve or two and eleven. Two and eleven, and then they get their twelfth loss when they go to Green Bay to play the Packers. Okay. Can they steal this one against Washington? This, I think they could, but here's the thing, Joe. It's on the here's road. The thing. It's on the road. We've picked seven games for Washington already. What are they, 0-7? They're not good. All right, let's give the skins a win. I think we need to get Washington a win here or there. Yeah, let's give it So, Washington at home, and then they host the Saints week 17. Loss. Could be. Yeah, but even what if this is Jameis' one game he plays? You know what I mean? Saints got everything in the bag, and Jameis comes in there, and he wants to, like, prove himself. Saints it is. I mean, I hope that's maybe not the best bet of your life, right? Two and 14. You're welcome. You're welcome, Carolina. You'll be well positioned. Here's what we've done. We have some bad teams on the slate already, Joe, but none are worse than the Carolina Panthers right now. We've done the Jaguars full season. What did they get? Three wins? Three wins. This is probably clinching the number one pick, except for the number one pick goes to the San Diego Scouts. Correct. They hate to see it. You do hate to see it. What you don't hate to see, what you don't hate to see, Kyle, is rockauto.com. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, Kyle, the Panthers are 2-14, and 14, likely holding the number two overall pick in the draft, and now it's time for them to expose players to the San Diego Scouts for the expansion draft. I think we're going to get a quarterback here, Joe. Is his name William Greer? Yes. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Listen. They signed Teddy to a substantial deal. They now have probably a top – this is a guaranteed with two wins, a top two or three pick. Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely positively guaranteed. They're going to draft another long-term quarterback, which for the sake of an expansion draft makes Will Greer and his $1 million cap hit in 2021 with how bad he played last year a no-brainer to make available. All right, so we're just going to go ahead and put him down? Just put him down. Just get it done, get her done. So now Josh Rosen and Will Greer. Available for the Scouts. All right. So uh, I'll read through the rest of the available players. Okay. Okay. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is eligible. Jordan Scarlett is eligible. Wide receivers Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are eligible. Tight end Ian Thomas is eligible. Uh, Center Max Matt Paradis is eligible. Offensive lineman Greg Little is eligible. Dennis Daly is eligible. Uh, K1 Short, Stephen Weatherly, Derek Brown, and Zach Kerr are eligible on the defensive line. Amongst the linebackers, we have Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, 
Marquise Haynes, Christian Miller, Jermaine Carter. And in the secondary, Trey Boston, Justin Burris, Dante Jackson are your best eligible players that are guaranteed to make the roster. I think we got to put Kawan Short on here next. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you because it's a $21 million cap hit and he's coming off that injury. And this is pretty a long team in the tooth. Is, and yeah, this is a team that's direction. They're, they're what they're looking at doesn't include Kawan Short. Right. It's and I don't think, I don't think the scouts aren't going to take him at 21 million, but this is kind of challenging to expose because they don't have a ton of guys under contract. Right. They got a ton of expiring contracts. Right. What about Matt Paris and his $10.3 million? I thought about it, but does this team really need to be so concerned about just dumping cap? No, but he's expensive player. That's, I mean, really he struggled tremendously last year. I mean, we could put him on the back burner. I just don't know how easy this is going to be to fill up as you kind of went through that. I thought it was going to be challenged. Right. So, I mean, they, they have players with redeeming qualities, right? So right. then, then I get into, okay, who are some replaceable players? Who are some easily replaceable players? You know, if we don't want to put our marquee players on, and I get to like inside linebacker Jermaine Carter, who was a former Maryland Terrapin and, and has shown some promise, but linebackers just aren't all that irreplaceable, you know? And, and he was a guy who didn't wasn't coveted in the draft and doesn't have prototypical size or athleticism. So I think guys like that was kind of where my mind was going to go to, to maybe get through five or four names, or I guess now three names here, because it's like you said, this is a tough group to navigate. I just, I, the thing about Jermaine Carter, like I think there's a chance he gets reasonable playing time this year. I don't disagree. I think he will get reasonable playing time. So, but I like Jermaine Carter at Maryland, and I kind of want him on the scouts. I'm sure the Panthers aren't going to be <laughs> wanting to just toss away players that have reasonable upside. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> he started six games last year, man. Had some nice numbers. Right. So Played twenty percent of the snaps. Three, three, five. It'll be him, Shaq Thompson, and Tahir Whitehead on the second level this year. It's an athletic group. Yeah. It's I don't know. I think I think the Panthers might want to hold on to him for such a modest amount of money. What about uh, Natrell Jamerson? Um, they find Trey Boston finally got his first long-term contract in his career. We're assuming he's he's rostered, right? I think that's. I mean, so they gotta they gotta have some kind of bodies back here. So they'll uh, Trey Boston, Justin Burris, TJ Green, and Natrell. Jamerson are the top four safeties. Oh, Chin, I guess you include- Chin and Robinson. Yeah, Jamerson can go on here. Yep. Okay. Great. So that's three. Yep. So 920K. All right. What about Zach Kerr? I thought about Kerr, but Kerr's like, I guess he's 29. Yeah. I mean, you talk about replaceability, I think. Yes. A rotational yes. type. Yes. All right. He's at what? Uh, 1.6 if you round it. Blue hen, baby. Yeah. All right. We got one more here. Um, Greg Little. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold. Okay. I'm holding. I don't necessarily think that's wrong. I'm just kind of scrolling through because, like, I read that I, I'm only reading, like, 
the names on the top half, right? Because it's like, those are the guys that are going to make the roster. And then rookies that aren't signed are like at the bottom. Right. Can we maybe talk? Who are some of these offensive linemen? I, I okay. What Sam, I mean, Sam Tecklenburg. You ever hear of this guy? No, I'm, Oh, he's from Baylor. That's why. He's an undrafted free agent from Baylor. Matt I mean, Kasky. You ever hear of Matt Kasky? I think – can you not do this for every team, though, with their, like, yeah, offensive but like, linemen 13 and 14? Yeah, but, like, at least there's guys heard of. There, there's guys you've heard of from – from Bush Beatty up, you've heard of these guys. I don't know about that guy directly above Bush Yeah, I don't know about him either, but okay. I don't know how to say his okay. name. Okay, point, so. point taken. Okay. Uh, so we need one, right? Yep. They just signed Robbie Anderson, so he's not a logical. There's no way in hell we're putting DJ Moore on the list. Honestly. So who's who's in contention here? Like Jordan Scarlett? Um, Matt Paradis and Greg Little are in consideration. Right. I think Paradis is more likely because he's older, but – is he disqualified because of K1 Short's age? No, he's not. He's fine. Damn, this dude got a late start. He's 30 years old. He's only has got five years of NFL experience. Who's this? Paradis. All right, what stands out, man? It's decision time here. Let's go with the expensive vet that struggled last year. Paradis? Yes. All right. He ain't what's his anyway? Ten point three three. All right, and he's an interior offensive lineman. All right, so we've got our guys: uh, interior offensive lineman Matt Paradis at ten point three, uh, defensive end Zach Kerr one point six million, safety Natrell Jamerson at nine hundred twenty k, defensive tackle Kawan Short at twenty one million, and Will Greer, the pride of Charlotte, Will 1 million. The thrill. Yeah. Um, he can thrill his way. I mean, we our quarterback room might be. Greer, Rosen, and Lawrence. Might be. Might be. All right. Tennessee Titans time. Tennessee Titans, baby. Let's go. They say we, tighten up. We've that's dumb. That's their thing. That's no, that's thing. that's a dumb what? tighten up. Oh, fins up isn't dumb, but tighten up is dumb. What I didn't say fins I liked fins up. Okay. But tighten up, what does that even mean? fins up as it's like at least you like hold your hand up and it's like a fin coming out of the water tighten up everybody eat a bunch of food and get bigger yeah wait well that's where you went with it what is it supposed to mean i I... give me the visual of what you do when they say tighten up what is that suggesting mike mike vrabel answered this question what tighten up means to coach mike vrabel and he said he said, if you want to say tighten up, then you are going to be competitive. You're going to be tough. You're going to be conditioned. That's the you're dumbest going to be thing I've ever heard. Stop. Yeah, that's, that's coach. Yeah, there's articles. There's a lot of articles on here. What does this even mean? You're not wrong. Stupid. Not wrong. I'm going to pick against them every game now. What does it mean? This article is trying to tell you about, oh, they're proposing Game of Thrones. Man, this is bad. Like, like tight, uh, I get it. Tighten, like tighten, like make it tighter. Tighten up. Tighten up your defense. 
I don't get know. it? You get it? I don't know. I'm, Where I'm, I'm going with it now. Stuff. I, all right, we got to move on here. Okay. Pick this schedule. For we've the picked seven games already for the Titans, and unlike every other team that we've said this for, they are off to a good start. Yeah, time to ruin this season. Well, I think they're going to start with an L here. In Denver, <sighs> Monday <sighs> night football. You know, I'm, I'm big on Denver this year, man. But that's, I mean, oh, let's do it. Win. Denver, Denver. Broncos. This is revenge for, didn't they play last year? They may have. I can find out. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. They the, did play last year. Tennessee won 16. No, they. No, Denver won 16 nothing. 16 nothing. This was, was this the game that killed Mariota's starting gig? No, Tan. Well, it may have. Tannehill was the leading passer, 144 yards. Yeah. Broncos swarming defense sent Mariota the bench. Oh. No revenge for the, the Titans. As the Broncos win on Monday Night Football. This is a 10-10 Eastern time kick. In my game for a revenge game for my guy, Jarrell Casey. Yeah. Revenge exacted. Now we've picked game two, or week two already. They've beaten the Jaguars. So they're one and one. Yep. Week three, the Titans play in Minnesota. Interesting, like weird matchup. Right. Has these teams ever played before? <laughs> have you ever seen this game? I don't think I have. I, none that sticks out in my head. <laughs> Purple and these weird uniforms all together. Uh, well, so how do you stop Derrick Henry if you're the Vikings? Is that the big question mark here? Yeah, that's, I think so. <laughs> I don't feel good about stopping Derrick Henry if I'm the Vikings. I don't either. And I, I mean, does, I mean, is Justin Jefferson going to be hitting his stride as a player here to compliment T. Lynn in the passing game? I mean, so Tennessee's got a good secondary. Titans dub. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt because we already have in so many games. But well, like, let's see what the end result is, and then if we got to freak out, we can freak out a little bit. Yeah, I think we'll find enough losses here where we feel comfortable where Tennessee's at. Okay. So a win here week three in Minnesota. And then we have them taking back-to-back dubs weeks four and five against the Steelers and Bills. But both of those games are in Nashville. Yep. Okay. Then a loss week six, which we've already picked the Houston Texans in Tennessee. Going into the bye, the Titans are four and two. Coming out of the bye, the Titans play the Bengals. It's a win. That is a win. Now, we've already picked a win week nine against the Chicago Bears. So, this isn't, this isn't uh, a six and two football team. Six and two football team right now with a home Thursday night game against the Colts. It's home, it? man. I, I think they'll split with the Colts. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So, they'll win the short week in th- at home. Yeah, so seven and two. Relax. Party's over. They play the Ravens. Revenge game for Lamar. Oh, for sure. In Baltimore, again. Now, that didn't stop him in the playoffs. But I think Baltimore wins this game at home. So, wait, they peaked. What was their peak record here? Seven and two? Seven and two. Let's, let's see what history tells us about being seven and two. Seven and two. Every team that's ever been seven and two made the playoffs. I would hope so. 
All right, so they get the loss at Baltimore, so they're seven and three. And then we've already said they were going to split with the Colts, and they've uh, got here. The Colts in Indianapolis. Spiraling, spiraling out of control. Seven okay. and four. Seven and four. Tennessee at home against the Cleveland Browns. Where do we got Cleveland right now? I feel like we've picked them a lot, but not – We have. We, this will be our eighth game we've picked for the Browns. And they're what? Three and four right now. I kind of want to give the Browns a dub here. I, I do too. I do too. Hard regression for the Titans before a bounce back against they get they get Jacksonville and Detroit back to back weeks in yeah. December. Congrats on your back to back wins. Okay, so we're agreeing. We've already we're agreeing. We're picking Cleveland to upset Tennessee in Nashville. Yep. And then we've already picked the Jaguars game, and we're agreeing that Tennessee at home is going to beat the Detroit Lions. Yes. Okay, so we're nine and five with two games to play. Yep. We go to Green Bay. Yeah. So here's the thing about Green Bay. I, 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 my natural inclination is to say that Green Bay wins at home. However, Mike Pettin can't stop the can't run. Can't stop the run. This is a nightmare matchup for him. I say give the Titans a dub here. Personally, this I is do. a cold weather team, man. <laughs> Defense and run the ball, man engineered to win cold weather football games so then what did we already pick week 17 we did they we they're beating the texans because they lost the first matchup to the texans titans 11 and 5 is that too much respect no you're just sitting here trying to spin this buffalo game as a win no i'm i'm not even i'm thinking about minnesota in this last houston game I don't think the Texans are, are – do you think the Texans are going to sweep the Titans? I don't, but I think that they are – I mean, you think about Bernardrick McKinney and you think about Zach Cunningham and J.J. Well, Watt and Charles Amenehu and Whitney I Merciless. Guess, I guess here's what's interesting. The Titans could be in a position to have locked in the division going into week 17. Because we've picked the Jaguars full schedule. They're, they're three and 13. We've picked the Texans full schedule. Right now, they're seven and nine. Right now, we have the Colts at four and five. And Tennessee at 11 and five. If we were to say going into week 17, Tennessee is locked in. They're not going to have the one seed because we have the Chiefs at 13 and three. They're going to have to play in the wild card round no matter what. Hear me out. Hear me out. So here's, what, here's where I'm having an internal struggle. And it's not that I don't respect this Titans football team. I think they're a good football team. I just feel like I have a hard time admitting that we're drinking Kool-Aid to thinking that this is like a division title. Like we're basically picking the Titans to win the division. And maybe that's true, but it's like, okay, let me think about this. Are Kyle and I really going to drink this Kool-Aid that Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are catalysts for success again this year to like to the point where they're winning divisions? They have a downgrade at right but tackle. The division's bad. I understand. They have a downgrade that's how at right the, tackle. That's how the Texans have won this division as many times as they have because the division overall is bad. And the Jarrell Texans Casey are getting is no worse. Longer, Jarrell Casey's no longer in this mix and Logan Ryan's no longer in this mix. Like, just run it back and everything's fine. Mike Rabel's like not necessarily a great game day coach. All right. So I can actually get behind getting readjusting the week 17 Texans game. 
because the Titans are going to be locked in. But like, it's not a, it's not an overly hard schedule. Yeah. And I, I, I think so, especially, I mean, you come out of that, you come out of that buy and it's like, I mean, it's, it's all manageable, man. Like what's the, what's the toughest games they play Pittsburgh, Buffalo, that's ahead the hardest of, games on their damn schedule. Ahead of the Green bye. Day? Well, they, they play Baltimore. But, yeah. like, we already picked that as a loss. Such a soft schedule. So, yeah, that balances out some of my, like, I'm trying to pitch here about, like, that they've lost pieces that mattered. I, I think I want them to be 10 and 6. Okay, so we're going to say they clinched the division week 17. They're guaranteed to not be in contention for the one seed they'll sit their starters and Houston can sweep them. Would you feel better about that or the Minnesota game? I can get behind this Minnesota game too. Cause that puts Houston at eight and eight. And I think that's actually pretty reasonable. I like that. Let's do that Kyle. Okay. So we're going to put Minnesota taking the dub. So this is a big day for a couple of teams for us, Joe, that aren't the teams we're picking. This is a big day for the Minnesota Vikings who got wins against both Carolina and Tennessee. This is a big day for the Denver Broncos who got a win over Tennessee and Carolina. Who else did we pick here mutually that, that played both teams and got wins? I think that's it. We almost got Green Bay two wins today, but we didn't. Yeah, they, they got, the Titans are a nightmare matchup for them. Now, here's what's interesting now. I'm surveying the rest of this forecast. Okay. The seven seed in the AFC and the NFC is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> right now, we have two teams tied through all the predictions that we have done. We have two teams tied for, I guess, technically three, three teams tied for the seven seed right now. In which conference? In the AFC. In the AFC. Three teams tied at 500 records. Oh, I mean, what good, like we haven't done, we've done Pittsburgh and Baltimore, haven't we? No, we have not done Baltimore yet. Okay. Baltimore. I want to see Cleveland's going to be interesting. We haven't done Indy either, right? Correct. They're four and five. Okay. So we got some interesting ones. Mm-hmm. We still need to do Denver, and they're another team that's at 500. Yeah. All right. And then, so, and then the seven seed in the NFC is going to come down to Chicago's eight and eight, which we've already done the full schedule. Minnesota's five and three, and Seattle is six and four. And the Rams are also eight and eight. The Titans have $45 million in available cap space in 2021. Okay. So a reasonable amount. It's a reasonable amount, yeah. So players that are eligible, I'm going to go through the list. You ready? Yep. All right. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Quarterback Cole McDonald. I'm going to skip these running backs. Both in contract years, they're top two. Wide receiver Adam Humphreys. Wide receiver A.J. Brown. No tight ends, 
offensive lineman Taylor Lewan, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, Dennis Kelly, Nate Davis, Isaiah Wilson will eventually be eligible once he signs. Jeffrey Simmons, Laryl Murchelson, uh, Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry, David Long, DeAndre Walker, Malcolm Butler, Kevin Byard, Kenny Vicaro, Adore Jackson, Amani Hooker, Dane Crookshank. This is going to be really tough. Christ. Adam, Humph- Adam Humphreys leaps off the screen at me. Yeah, Humphreys and uh, Dennis Kelly. Yes, I agree. Kelly's okay. due six and a half, and Adam Humphreys is due 9.8 in 2021. Yeah, and you just drafted Isaiah Wilson in the first round. So, Dennis Kelly, I mean, you can't pay that kind of money for your sweet. Right. Well, you can, but. Because you're still going to have Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, Taylor Lewan, Nate Davis, and Isaiah Yeah, Nate Davis started Isaiah for them last year, too. Yeah. And uh, good. Adam Humphreys is the other one, and his number is 9.75. Yes. <clears throat> Okay. Okay, we still have three easy more. parts over. Yeah, no, that gets real hard. Uh, one of these quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks. <laughs> yes. Let's Colt pull- McDonald or Logan Woodside, if they're going to carry three. Let's uh, put Woodside you, on I, since they just brought in McDonald. Yeah, you have to carry three if this is your quarterback room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's put Woodside on there. Yeah, that that's going to help us. But yeah, we needed a cheapie. Okay, so there's like no other wide receivers that I'd consider. I'm not putting AJ Brown on. No, of course. Every not. every single person in the tight end room is a in a contract year, except for maybe Tommy Hudson from Boston College. Whoop de deal. All their all their good candidates are in contract years. <laughs> I know. I know. There's nobody on the defensive line I would even consider. No. Simmons, Merchelson. I mean, like Merchelson's not irreplaceable, but Rashawn Evans, no. Harold Landry, no. Da- inside linebacker, David Long. I mean, he kind of popped out. We're going to have to make some tough decisions here. Yeah, but, like, who, who else are we going to do? <sighs> yeah, we I could, think we, we have to We could do, like, him. him and Dane Crookshank. Those were the two names that I was thinking about. We, we, and, and Crookshank, he's tough to put on there, but, like, you have Imani Hooker for a similar type of role. Right, and at the same time, we can remember, if the scouts pluck one of these guys, right, can pull they, can, they can pull one off. Well, I think this is they've they've had to expose some reasonable players here and, and some reasonable young players. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? We had um, David Long. Okay, linebacker. Yeah. What's his figure? Do you have that? Uh, nine hundred thousand. All right. So it's done. Uh, the players available for the scouts from the Tennessee Titans are offensive tackle Dennis Kelly, six point eight million. Wide receiver Adam Humphreys, nine point seven five million. Quarterback Logan Woodside, seven hundred eighty k. Safety, Dane Krukshank, 991K, and linebacker, David Long, 900K. Okay, geez, Louise. Um, do you want to put them on the, the list? Uh, oh, you I, just did. That's perfect. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so I just kind of want to, like, review this real quick. Any names that, that you're excited about that we've added this week, which would be Philly, Carolina, and Tennessee? Yeah, I think we'll. I think that there's a. We'll probably pick Simialo and Sweat from Philly. And, I mean, Krukshank is interesting. 
I mean, if we're looking for a starting offensive tackle, we might pull Dennis Kelly at 6.8 million. Right. Cause we got to get by a season here. We're going to pick Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Well, we're going <laughs> to, we're, we're going to have to actually no, have we, all these games be simulated out. Like we're going to have to field like a functional, this isn't just like a hypothetical anymore. There's like an actual tangible measure of how we do, but There's like a there's lot some of pressure. We should draft. I mean, honestly, knowing that we're going to pick Trevor Lawrence and like that he's the prized asset, some of these pricey offensive linemen that we've dumped on here that are veterans, like, may not be a bad idea just so that we don't dare uh, David Carr. You know what I mean? Give me Tyron Smith. Sure. Yeah, let's pull. I mean, Pouncey. Didn't we put Pouncey on here from Pittsburgh? Uh, We put somebody on from Pitt. Where's Pitt at? Yeah, Marquise Pouncey. Frick, let's go Tyron Smith, Marquise Pouncey. Let's grab uh, Dennis Kelly. Let's get, I mean, Andrew Norwell. <laughs> well, whatever. now we could still draft somebody with the 33rd or 34th pick, too. We'll be pounding the table for these offensive linemen, man. Man, this is going to be fun. It's almost like you, you, you're you going to have to almost build a functional roster without the draft. Because it's like, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to build, you're going to, you're going to bank on, somebody being there at 34 and like that you're setting your whole strategy off a a guy being an early second round pick that's impossible well and I mean a lot of these contracts will be off the books in a year or two you know what I mean so we're not like we're locking ourselves into these these players so all right well this is gonna be fun we're through how many teams now I was just thinking of that one 80 divided by 5. 14? No, 16. We're halfway there? We're halfway there. We got two more shows this week. That'll get us to 20. We could theoretically be done. Week Joe. We can do. I'm just doing the math here. Hear me out. We can do the expansion draft together in person. Can we? Yes, because we have two more this week, right? So that's four teams. We have four shows next week, plus takes on takes. Yeah. That's another eight. So that's 12. Monday is 13, 14. Tuesday is 15, 16. You're coming in on Thursday. Yep. So we, if we stay on, or I guess it's Wednesday because we have takes on takes. So literally our last show before you come into town will be our last two teams. Wow. And then we can do it. And then we can do the expansion draft together. Maybe we'll stream it. I don't know. Create a little bit of content for the people. Riveting. Subscribe to the podcast. Yes. Hit subscribe. Come on back. See what we cook up. Uh, Spoiler alert. Joe's coming up a little later this month. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to spend some time together. We'll get some good stuff out of that. And uh, this road to the San Diego Scouts expansion draft continues as we predict everybody's uh, 2020 schedules. Kyle Krabs signing off. Joe Marino, thanks as always for listening. And we hope to see you guys again tomorrow.